and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name is TJ Davis alongside my constant compatriot, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, nice gal? That That's nice with a G-N-E-I-S-S. That'll make sense soon. Spoilers. Uh, I don't know. Not too bad. I mean, not too you... bad is better than bad. <laughs> I have two two co-hosts with me tonight. Kind of. Oh. Yeah, one one of my co-hosts is in the closet right now. Not Aww. the one you're thinking. Um, yeah. Mama finally made the calculations to uh, jump into the closet. So she's been holding that spot. And when Cirrus tries to get all up in there, she is not having it. And Cirrus backs down. Cirrus is Andromeda's son. <laughs> Andromeda's the one in there. She's Mama. <laughs> yes, she is. And she's very cute. Yes, she is. <laughs> I have a little girl next to me, unlike usual. The, the boy has been shifted to the another piece of furniture. But the, the girl is giving me dirty looks every now and then because I'm not doing what she wants to do, which is to be a cat bed. <laughs> well, you're not going to be a cat bed for a little while because we're doing an episode. Ha ha. Um, today's episode is episode guy. 67, Impact Crater, uh, which brings us to beer number one today. Beer number one today comes to us from Nice Brewing Company out of Limerick, Maine. That's G-N-E-I-S-S. Uh, beer number one today is called Impact Crater. It's a 7.5% Weizen Doppelbach. Uh, also, I really want to try their... Uh, barrel age version of this which is called extinction extinction level event <laughs> nice yeah well i mean come on it's like their name is geology based they have a lot of geology shit yeah and i think that's rad <laughs> plus too. i, I want to drink a beer named extinction level event <laughs> Same. all right you ready yeah three two one crack Smells quite German. I mean, it's a Weizen Doppelbach. I expect it to smell German. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, this is one of the few that we didn't have at Nice because they didn't have it on tap. Why, well, yes, well, folks. That's a nice dark, ambery kind of color. Oh, yeah, it's it is. Quite opaque, too. It, it's very much a doppel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so pleasant. Mm. Tastes Mm. very German, too. Mm. In a very good way. In a very good way. Yeah, like nice and malty. It does have enough hops to kind of balance that out, so it's not like weird and sweet. Like, yeah. But you still get that like roasty note in there as well. Oh yeah. Mm, that's real nice. Kudos nice. Cheers. Cheers. Probst. <laughs> yeah, that works. I just wish it didn't take uh, you know, two hours and fifteen minutes to get to you from LOL. <laughs> yeah. But also, Dustin, if you're listening, we still really want you to come on an episode. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. Um, Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so the tasting notes on the can say Impact Crater is a wheat beer that leaves a lasting impression. Rich flavors from a variety of light and dark wheat malts collide with the fruity esters of hefeweizen yeast to make for a beer with surprising complexity and depth. Probst. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, it's real nice. But but why are we drinking this, Emily? I feel like we were just at their brewery. I mean, I feel like that's why I also made note of uh, two hours and 15 minutes each way in a car. Yes. Uh, in fact, you are correct. That is. That's why we have. So. If you are like, I've never heard of this fucking brewery, it's because the only thing I've ever seen of theirs 
dis- that gets distributed is Nice Weiss. Like they're the, they're name. kind of like classic beer. Yeah, um, it's a classic half. Yeah, um, it's the only thing I think I've seen that outside of actually Nice itself. Not even like I don't even think I've seen other of their stuff at you know liquor stores in Maine. Although maybe I wasn't, I just didn't notice if they maybe they distribute to someplace like RSVP. Uh, if you live in Portland or you're visiting Portland and you're looking for like a liquor store that has a good selection of like a bunch of different breweries, check out RSVP. Might be Forest Ave. I can't remember. Nice. Yeah. We're going to say that a lot this episode. Actually, we're going to say that a lot in two episodes too, but I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> I feel like we should have saved nice for episode 69, but... uh, Fuck, that would have been smart. Oh, well. Yeah, whatever. That would have meant us planning ahead. But, uh, yeah, so we found ourselves up at uh, Nice in uh, Limerick, Maine. Um, We we were there for their ninth anniversary bash. Uh, We we had um, 15 beers on tap. (laughs) Yes, we did, and we got to see the band whom plays our theme song. That was and also, also a, the song also, for a, a nice beer. Yes, it was. Yes, that song was. is called for there's a refresher, the contender, because you don't actually get to hear the one part of the song that says that. Um, Yes, it is called The Contender. It is by El Grande, which is an excellent band from Portland, Maine. And they play Nice's anniversary every year. And, you know, I don't know if they've done the... If, I don't know if they've canned The Contender in a while, but it's a pretty solid Mexican lager, I have to say. No, I remember thinking it was a uh, pretty solid Mexican lager when I had it. Indeed. Indeedly do. Yeah, I'm still really digging this beer. This goes down real smooth. Yeah, this might be. I, I know I keep on saying this at the beginning of episodes, but like our next beer is a 3.2 Rather, This might be a short episode, but yeah, we're, we're going to get through their ninth anniversary and our thoughts on the beers from the ninth anniversary. Hey, let's Thank start you. it off with Nice Vice. Because uh, that was our beer one. <laughs> Um, we literally got everything on, on on that they had on tap because they had fifteen things on tap, and there. So we got three flights. Flights are <laughs> yeah, their flights are five. So ta-da. Um. So yeah. But yeah, nice vice. It's their flagship beer, the German style mm-hmm. vice beer, with an American slant. I'm not sure what the American slant in it is, but um, no, I thought that this was a fucking super solid fucking hefeweizen i agree it's really delicious it has it goes down you know again much like most of their beers like they're delicious they go down easy um like honestly even some of the stuff that you know doesn't appeal to all palates is still really easy drinking if you are more a little bit more adventurous i mean honestly man like thinking about the beers that we had there it reminds me a lot of like Notch. That like yeah. actually I think that they do I think that Nice does a little more interesting stuff than Notch tends to. I agree. But like they also do a lot of traditional and like their traditional shit is fucking solid. Yeah. I like mean, enough that I would bother like buying more of it, which is like something I can't say for most traditional styles because they I don't know. Kinda well, and we do want to buy more of it because we want to have Dustin on. Uh, yes. Dustin, reach out to us. <laughs> oh, God, that means I'm going to have to go back to Limerick. <laughs> or or maybe he can mail you a four-pack. Uh, not through USPS. In Minecraft. Yes, in Minecraft. Got 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 to got to mine that lava. Thanks again, our friends on Well, There's Your Problem for... Coming up with other ways for me to say things that, you know, we aren't supposed to do in Minecraft. 
Yes. Um, sure. <laughs> shut up. Uh, so next up, we I have checked in Hop Harvest, the estate wet hop. So that was a 7.5% American IPA. Um, and man, it was like, I don't even know that I would put it in, I guess the best fitting category for it might be something along the lines of like a British IPA. Um, it distinctly yeah. has, it kind of has a, it has a bit of a more pronounced and some and notably different malt profile from uh, something like even an East or a West Coast style IPA. Um, oh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember getting like these like fruity notes that reminded me of like cantaloupe or honeydew or like some kind of melon. Yeah, and I think that's a function of wet hopping. Um yeah. Now, my we're, we're recording this late enough that my brain is not f- firing on all cylinders, but if I recall correctly, I think wet hopping is done similarly to dry hopping, but, like, instead of the hops being dried first, they're just, like, picked and, like, minimally dried, if, it, if at all. So uh, you get, I like... I think you're right about that. But we could be wrong. Hey, if you're a brewer, come on on. Yeah, tell me I'm an idiot. Come on. Yeah, (laughs) we still have yet to have a brewer. (laughs) If it gets you to come on, come on and tell me I'm an idiot. Mm. But yeah, I thought this. I thought that that beer, like I think this beer is really tasty. I thought that that beer was really tasty. Like of our first round, that was probably my favorite. Honestly, yeah. I mean, and what surprised me is I feel like I've moved so far away from basically every style of IPA other than New England styles because they tend to, the other styles now have, my my tastes have changed and most things are too bitter for me. But like, this didn't have any of that bitterness, but it also d- was distinctly not in a new a New England style. It was mm-hmm. like smooth as fuck, but like not the same as New England. But like, man, there there were some good ass terpenes in there and shit. And hell yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Uh, the next one we recommend slightly less. Um, I, I know that you didn't dislike it as much as I did. But there was just something about Nord that really didn't do it for me. And I don't know if it's just that I don't really care for Pilsners. But yeah, like there you was often something don't. there was something just like there was like this slightly acerbic flavor in it that didn't agree with my palate. You know? Yeah. Like like there was just something that to me tasted off Mm -hmm. i didn't want to say wrong because it's not necessarily wrong it just doesn't agree with like muff flavors y'all be wrong (laughs) yeah Uh, whereas i thought this was pretty solid but i I definitely like like, pilsner better than he does like as a pilsner i like even style specific though i'd probably still only give it like a Mm 4.25 you know i go i definitely go a little higher than that so yeah but yeah um, just because I don't care for it doesn't mean there isn't an audience for it. But yeah, you know, again, like pilsners are a thing that I typically don't really like. <laughs> yeah, it's there's something about that particular flavor profile that doesn't do it for you, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. Next up, we had uh, Limerick Lager, which is a Hell's Lager. It is a 5.3%. Light, crisp, refreshing, the faint touch of honey sweetness, followed by a clean lager finish. That's actually a pretty good description, I thought. Yeah. Um, It's not like... It's hard to make a lager exciting 
and if I'm being honest, this isn't a particularly exciting lager, but like, damn if it's not better than like many lagers out there. I mean, style specific, I'd probably put it like 4.5. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I, thought I would 100% good, take that like, over yeah, like a still... Gansett. Yeah, I'd 100% take that over a Gansett. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, comparing it to every other beer I've ever had, it's not going to stack up that well. But comparing it to like lagers, yeah, it stacks up pretty damn well. Oh, um, which brings us to, I think, my second favorite of our first round. Uh, Forest Sounds. It's a Munich Dunkel. Mm-hmm. So, Dunkelweiss. Um, it doesn't tell me anything else about it. But I found that to be mighty tasty as well. Yeah, like, I think that, uh, like, I mean, hefts are, like, a good style anyway. But, like, yeah, especially when you add in, like, darker roasted malts, it kind of, it just makes it a little bit more sultry and, mm-hmm. you know, smoky and yeah rich yeah and i think that's what i like about dunkle vices is you know the roasty smoky rich yeah indeed um oh no i'm doing the next one. Oh yeah you have to <clears throat> oh which apparently i Oh no, I did. I just didn't fucking rate it. That's stupid of me. Yeah, Um, it is. Next up, we had Rocktoberfest. Yeah. Um, it's a Merzen. It's a six point cent Merzen. (laughs) Um, like we don't even have to keep on saying nice. Although we should have saved nice for episode sixty nine. We're we can do it again. It's spelled differently, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like Every time we say nice in this episode, just imagine that we're saying it like... Nice. Nice, the rock, not... You know, nice is in... <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a solid Oktoberfest. Uh, I thought so as well. Yeah, like, Mertzen's not a wildly, again, like, most German styles are not going to be, like, mind-blowing because there's so many iterations out there, but, like, it, I absolutely appreciate a good locally made one when you see it because, like, fresh beer just tastes different, man. Yeah, it does. Although we I didn't have... pop over to Germany whenever the fuck I want. We, we didn't have any fives while we were there. I mean, I no, guess style specific, okay. we we probably did, but like, that's okay though. It's okay though. Not every not, not, not everybody has, has to be a five. Yeah. <laughs> not not everybody has to be. Oh man, I can't even think of like who consistently hits fives for us. Like the closest might be like four fifty north, but even yeah, that... but we're also not distributing that evenly among their style, the different styles that they make, because like True. we basically, considering <laughs> how much they fucking cost, the, the it's like no, I'm buying the like bunker sour, not some fucking IPA that I may not like. Yeah, especially like a Midwest IPA. Yeah, no thanks. Like, so. I don't know, a place that consistently reaches in, into the fives like all the time. That seems like it's unlikely. I mean, I can think of places that could, we consistently rate like four and above. Yeah. But like not this like isn't falling that far stuff. from that. No, it's not falling that far from that. Like I think we had, well, I think like five of them were like 3.75s and everything else was four and up. Yeah, but that's because you're trying to you're stacking that, you know, ba- like, you know, German classic German style beer against like bunker shit from 450 North. Like you're just it's it's not I mean, fair. Not entirely, not- because like as you go on and keep on like, at least for me, if we're doing a thing like this, as we go on, we keep on like drinking a bunch of stuff from them. I'm figuring out like what their curving is. Mm hmm. So, I don't know, it sort of starts to make me 
rate them against themselves in some ways, but still, like, I wish that Untapped <laughs> gave us style specific rating. Yeah, because I think with style specific rating, they would have had a couple of fives. Yeah, I agree. Which, like, I totally agree. Two fives out of fifteen beers would be rad. Yeah. Well, two fives out of seventeen beers. Once we're done with this, haha, ha. you can count. <laughs> um, so next up, we have Flowstone. Flowstone is their second anniversary brew. It is a blend of barrel-aged Keller beer with Brettanomyces C um, and fresh Zwickle beer, dry-hopped with Azaka. It has notes of tropical fruit and subtle Brett funk. This fucking ruled. Like, this is classified, you know, like, just, like, it. so it shows on here it just listed as a pale lager. Like, Man, nah, it's so much more than a pale lager. Awesome. And I didn't fucking rate that. God damn it. Yeah. Don't mind me, folks. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Come on, buddy. But yes, this one was fantastic. Actually, I think it was the second round here that we came into a few that, like, especially style-specific, like, would get fives like this was yeah. one of them yep like i would also think our next one was one of them the, Schwar- the schwarzwald uh mm-hmm. the black lager like that might have been of, that, that might be the best black lager i've ever had yeah Seriously. absolutely i agree <laughs> like i'm hard pressed to say it's the best beer we had of the day i know it wasn't the best beer we had of the day because I think that our best beers might have been in the last round. I agree. But, um, yeah, I think this is the best Schwartz beer that I've ever had. Yeah, this this was fucking awesome. Again, like, per- perfectly roasty, smooth as hell. Just, oh, man. Nicely rounded flavors all playing nicely together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then we move on to. We move on to Floating Down the River, which is a golden ale. Um, it doesn't say anything else about it. It's a 5.6% ABV. That was okay. I mean, I don't know. So for me, like, goldens are just not. I wanted more herbaceousness. Really yeah, like, but you're like, not really going to get that from a golden unless you're specifically adding shit to it. Like, the basic style of a golden is, like, super unchallenging, generally speaking. I thought it was, like, still spiced. No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Did you think that, like, all golden ales are spiced? Because, no. That's not, that's not a, that is not a characteristic uh, of that style. <laughs> Apparently. I, I thought that was a characteristic of golden ales. And that was something that disappointed me. No, uh, I think I wanted, a lot of people wanted, add like, shit to golden flavor. ales because, yeah, people add shit to golden ales because they need help. Like, you know how, like, basic lagers are usually pretty boring? Yeah, the golden ale is kind of. Oh, Emily, you know what you should do? You should pull up the picture that you took of the board because that has more information than we're getting from Untapped. No, it doesn't. It has the names. Trust me. It has oh. the names and like the ABVs and the styles. That's it. Oh, I thought it listed hops too. No, I don't think so. Not even Earth's Axis. I, I can look. 112. Because <laughs> that's the next beer that we had. You introduce it's, it while you're making me do stuff. It's a double IPA, 8%. Uh, nope, from... doesn't say a damn thing. Nice. No, lame. Damn you, nice. All right, Dustin, hopefully you're listening to this. You, you'll actually be a brewer who's listening to one of these things. Cool. We appreciate it. Um, give us more information, man. We want information. We, we want to be able to tell people what's in things. Because we think that's neat. So, any other brewers out there, any other brewers out there, update your untaps. (laughs) 
Oh, that was also part of the problem. We had to input a bunch of beers on there untapped. Oh, yeah, that was part so, of it. So that's probably, that's that's definitely part of it. <laughs> Our bad. Uh, yeah, TJ, you should have known better. You're the one who put it in. I don't know if this was one of them, but maybe. Oh, I don't know if this was one of them either. It might have been. Uh, if it was that had to be input, then I did it. Uh, but yeah, no, this is pretty damn good. I thought. I, I wish I could remember like more about notes on it. <laughs> uh, again, I think I think it, once again I would classify this in sort of like the uh, kind of English IPA something uh, somewhere around around that sort of category. Um, so it doesn't have the bite of a West Coast. But yeah, it, it reminded it me more of like not, uh, pretty things. Yeah, it is definitely not a a New England style in any way, shape, or form. And like, again, it's like not, no, not usually where I go. Style. Yeah, it's not it's not where I usually go with IPAs. But like, yeah, I I definitely liked it more than I w- than I would have thought, to tell you the truth. Yes. <laughs> I kind of wish that it was on cask because I feel like that and the other one that we were talking about would have been better as cask beers. Many things would be better as cask beers. Yeah. Casks are expensive. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Um... Hey, Emily, do you want to talk about the last beer that we had in terms of uh, not sour? Sure. It is. It was Sun and Shine. It is a Kolsch ringing in at 4.5%. Um, yeah, I thought this was pretty solid for a Kolsch. Like, again, it's style specific higher than it's at the, it, what I gave it. Yeah, yeah. Style specific, it's higher than what I gave it. I still thought it was good, but like, I don't know how the fuck you get a five out of a Kolsch for me. Um, hand you a hundred dollar bill when you drink one. That get that would get a five out of me. I don't know, like, man. It's just a condition of like drinking the beer. Like they give, they get, you know, if you if they put like put it on tap somewhere they have to hand them like a stack of hundos because like that's the that it's like you know how like with a blue moon you get like a slice of orange with this you get a hundred dollar (laughs) bill all right well you heard that here folks um emily can be bought off but i can't hell yeah buy me off god damn it shower with me with money and i will shower praise on you oh i mean i definitely need more than a (laughs) hundred dollars Oh yeah, but I mean like if like if it's you get a hundred every time you drink one, it's like, yeah, I'll just sit there and drink those all night. <laughs> but they cost a hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> no, they don't. That's that would that defeats the purpose. <laughs> I need to be like netting a hundred bucks. Well not netting a hundred bucks, but I need to get a hundred like I I pay for the beer, you give me a hundred bucks back. Like you miscounted your change horribly or something. Oh, did you miss one of the beers? Yeah, that's entirely possible. I think you might have, man. Uh, Because I'm only counting 14. You're missing one of the sours. Check out my Mm -hmm. shit. Check out my shit. Uh, I think you're missing the first sour. Because I think the Flanders Red was our second sour. Okay. Inselberg. Um, it's a Flanders Red. It was really good. <laughs> like, Emily gave it a 4.25. I gave it a 4. That was mostly just, like, balancing act. Um, but, like, fuck, man. Style specific, it's a 5. Like, for a fucking Flanders Red... Again, like, 
it's like the black lager. It's probably one of the best Flanders red I've had. Huh. I I I agree with I definitely agree with that. Um I say huh because we that's actually our a, a, if I'm reading this correctly that's our 12th beer we're talking about. Yeah. So what's 11? Flowstone. I don't know why it's checked in so much earlier, but it is it is checked in earlier. But we've talked about all the others. Well, that's weird. Isn't it? But yeah, it was Nice Weiss, Forest Sounds, Nord, Limerick Lager, and Hop Harvest for the first round. Rocktoberfest, Schwarzwald, Floating Down the River, Earth's Axis, and Sun and Shine for uh, two. And then three is Flowstone, Inselberg, and then the, the last three that we have to talk about. Huh. Yep. Weird. You suck at counting, apparently? Apparently. Oh, I'm going off of yours, and you checked it in later. That's what it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, because for once, I made TJ actually do the checking in. Um, yes. <laughs> so we I had useless. <laughs> we had Wild Darkness. Wild Darkness was a um, dark sour barrel aged beer um almost it's not quite a sour stout i don't think it's no it it was a sour stout it was a oh. sour stout aged in a like second generation bourbon barrel with uh as just like fuck it we've got this other shit kicking around we're gonna try this tried it like what was it 18 months later and was like, ah, oh, this kind of tastes like cherries. Let's double down on that and throw some mm-hmm. dark cherry, like sour dark cherry puree in there. Uh, yep. Just like vaguely remembering what Dustin was saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it was really tasty. <laughs> like it really was. We both only gave it a four, but it was still good as hell. It was still good as hell. <laughs> oh man i i definitely dug that one like uh that might be a that might be a check-in i i edit later if i think of it because i feel like i i feel like i underrated that one yeah no the more i'm thinking about that beer the more i think i underrated that one too i, I think that i was just thrown off because chris gave it a fucking 4.75 and Sorry, I don't think it deserves 4.75, but it might deserve a 4.25 at least. Or uh, you hit it to 4.5, I hit it to 4.25, balance each other out. That sounds great to me. It still boosts its rating. <laughs> Hear that? We, we are... We are re-contemplating our judgments of things. Because it was really Error, fun. It just yeah. changed it. All right. All right. Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, we had another sour. (laughs) Oh, technically a wild. Yes. Technically, I would call most of these like more wild in general as opposed to sour, (laughs) sour. Yeah. Um, but like, that's not a bad thing. I feel like not enough people do that anymore. So I deeply appreciate that they do a lot of it. (laughs) Continue. Oh, uh, I was trying to like tee up. (laughs) Oh, uh, I. Brombeer. Did did I not read the last one? All right. Yeah, I'll just read this. Brombeer. I'm guessing is how that's meant to be pronounced. Um, (laughs) Brombeer. It's not French, dipshit. Uh... It's also not stupid American. Um, it's a this any that what this beer is in fact is an eight month barrel aged blackberry wild. Yeah, this was pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I dug this. Uh, I I really dug that. Um, p- 
probably one of the better ones of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, peach trif- trif- oh, Jesus. Trification. There we go. Aw, you finally got there. I'm so proud of you, buddy. I like my brain wanted to go triff instead of trife. Yeah, I know your brain does stupid things like say tell you that current is the per- is the proper way to pronounce current because it is. No. <laughs> uh, but this is a barrel aged 24 month with peach puree. Man. That it, it was really fucking good. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I like the blackberry. Like, this was fucking awesome. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the blackberry. This one was better. Yeah. This was outstanding. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah. I guess that brings us to the end of our beer talk. Uh, it's a good thing. As we're that we trying to finish and finish uh, things up. Are done with our beers. <laughs> Look, not everybody is you, dipshit. You're gonna do the thing. It's been a while. Sip, 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 sip. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here. I didn't quite get there, but I will during the break. Yeah, you will during the break. Uh, Hey, speaking of break time, I think it's our time for uh, non-monetary ads. (laughs) That that's what that's we should start calling this segment non-monetary ads because we don't make any money from these ads. We just sure don't. First off, fuck you, RCN. I'm having fewer issues with you tonight, and I'm guessing it might be the induction stove that's been interfering with Wi-Fi signal while trying to record. That's bizarre, but it shouldn't work that way. Well, magnets. Uh, Hey, I got one. Nice. You got one. Nice. You, you, you disturbed, uh, you disturbed daughter. Nice. Oh, I'm getting glared at now. Oh yeah. Um, shit, man. Uh, positive ad. Nice brewing. Oh, I, I was gonna say Shutter. There, there's a surprise new VHS movie coming out the 21st of this month on Shutter. Neat. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> Pro ad. That this has been an advertisement for Nice Brewing by Nice Brewing. They didn't pay us. We're just doing it <laughs> because they're cool as hell and good at what they do. Oh, yeah. Although, you need a second bar for busier times. Look, man, that's, like, you should have seen... I know, okay, remember, I know. I the I, comparison I, like, between, like, Night Shift when they first opened and, like, Night Shift now. Like, they're not quite at that level of the process yet, but, like, they're they're getting better. Yeah, I mean, given what you told me about the before and the now, yes, they, they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that they have a door to nowhere. <laughs> I also love that the, like their whole outdoor space is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, the outdoor space is rad. But yeah, um, and, and you know what? Fuck you. I don't care what you were gonna say. Mine, mine's mine's better. Um, here is a positive ad once again for the uh, other reason that we were there. El Grande. Uh, El Grande is. Once again, a ska and reggae band from Portland. And uh, I think... Wow, you should have, like, prepped for this. Shut up! (laughs) Uh, The the next gig that I'm aware of, they are playing at Portland House of Music and Events, otherwise known as P-Home, on Friday, November 4th at 8 p.m., uh, and one of the two opening bands is Mean Mug, which also has two members of El Grande in it. Whoa. That's like, um, uh, I was going to say it's like 20% more El Grande, but uh, more like 30%. Haha. <laughs> uh, negative ad. Fuck you, Zoom. 
been a little while. Fuck you, Zoom. It has not been a while. You do this every fucking time now. Well, it's been a while since we've used it. Still. <laughs> Pretty sure you used it last episode, but I could be wrong. I was drinking beer at the time. I, I should have you now. No, I, I mean, since we've actually used Zoom. Oh, since yeah. I've used Zoom? Oh, I, yeah. I used Zoom weekly. Oh. My therapist still uses it because she has a fucking professional account. Oh. Ow. <laughs> Um. All right. What else I got? What else I got? I got something else in there. Nothing. Coming up with nothing. Good. Shut up so we can go take a break. All right. Hey. See you on the flip side. <laughs> Boy, those are some great commercials. Uh, beer number two today. Haha, <laughs> it comes to us from nice as well. Because we're, you know, nice guys. Why won't you date us? Um, beer Speak number for two. Yourself. <laughs> beer number two. <laughs> uh, I think it's just like their lemon lime Rattler. Yeah. I think it's literally Ni- called nice, nice Rattler. Rad- nice Rattler. It's a coastal ale with natural lemon lime flavor. It's essentially, uh, you know, it's slightly alcoholic Sprite. It's like a 3.2%. 2. 2.3%. <laughs> Damn <be> sexlexia. <laughs> I was going to say, it's uh, it's it's almost low enough to be considered a quote-unquote non-alcoholic beer. But almost. All not all. Yeah, I think it has, to, it has to be below like 0.5. Yeah. Uh, hey, Emily, are you ready to crack? Sure I am, good buddy. Three, two... One crack. She opened her eyes slightly at that. Oh. Like, what was that? Damn you, vile woman. I was trying to sleep. Yeah, basically. Uh, no, she's busy being... She's sleeping out of protest because I am not providing cat bed space right now. <laughs> Like, this is not my house. This is not Wash's house. This is Bug's house. Whose house? Bug's house. Not that she pays any of the fucking bills, but... Somehow she still calls all the shots. Yeah, funny how that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she is... she's a She's a princess, and she knows it. Mm. Man, this beer is really nice. I mean, calling that it nice. alcoholic not Sprite is a great description, I think. I definitely agree with that. Like, this is one of those things, especially... Okay, so it doesn't work as a non-alcoholic, obviously. But if you're looking for something that, like, is pleasant to drink and, you know, but isn't sitter. wildly... Yeah, it's it's not wildly alcoholic. I mean, you could sit here and fucking pound these and you're not going to get drunk. I mean, you'd have to be pounding real real hard. That's what she said. <laughs> yes. But no, I like, you know, the the fucking thing that I use all the time of like hot summer days sitting on a porch in a rocking chair. This is a solid beer for that. Well, the other thing is is that so, for those of you who are not familiar, the American style of doing a uh, a Rattler is or a Shandy is not really the traditional way of doing it. Um, especially because, okay, so Shandies and Rattlers are linked styles, I would say. They're pretty well related, but at least in the UK, as far as the UK goes with shandies, uh, it's a mix of lemonade and lager. Now, most places in the US interpret this literally because our version of lemonade is like, you know, sweetened, squeezed lemon juice. That is not what lemonade is in the UK. It's basically like, what if Sprite was only lemon? Yes. 
So like this is much more akin to what the Europeans expect from these kind of styles as opposed to what Americans expect. Like, yes, just because we're fucking Americans does not mean we know better. Like, look, man, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy the American way of doing it because fuck you mix beer with Dell's lemonade. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But like, that's not a European style shandy. But I still like them both for Hard different same. reasons. Um, yeah, man. So I think we're done with our beer talk, I guess. Um, ugh, I'm trying to think of like what the fucking shit I fucking watch. I mean, if nothing else, uh, Great British Baking Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Remember? We might as well do that real fast. Um. That they caught up from last week and they eliminated two this week. They sure did. Not exactly the two I thought they were going to, but you know, one of each that Emily and I thought they were going to. Yes. I mean, it was like. We thought that Carol was a fucking goner. Yeah, it was like. I knew knew who the bottom three were. And like TJ and I, neither one of us guessed the correct combination of two of those three. Yeah. But yes, Carol is still there. Uh, Rebs, aka B flips. Um, R.I.P. B flips. <laughs> R.I.P. B flips. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Instagram brows. Um, oh yeah. Uh yeah, it's like oh man, she's she's a pretty girl, but like the makeup styles that she's chosen as her daily shit don't quite fit her, and the 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 color of her eyebrow pencils wrong on top of it and uh like man sure draw them in a little bit bigger than your natural but like there's no way her natural brows are anywhere close to as big as they were yeah so yeah tone it down a touch um it looks weird with your face uh, um who is the other one they got rid of uh james right was it uh james? yes yeah like, dude seemed cool and all, but yeah, he was he he was kind of consistently near the bottom of the pack. Yeah, they all kind of have been. Well, no, Carol's been kind of up and down, and I think that I mean they don't take past episodes into account. I'm guessing they might still. have with this one because like she's been more up and down and. Yeah, if you, I, feel I like mean, she I, was more I would down guess that, like, as like Rebs was. I, I guess if it were like a sort of tiebreaker scenario, then like your past would make a difference. But I mean, I've seen people get Starbaker one week and get kicked off the next. Yeah, it it's happens. only happened like once or twice. But honestly, I can't even remember who the fuck got Starbaker. Was it Janush again? No, it no. was um, fuck me, uh, Maxi. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maxie's been pretty consistently killing it. Janusha has been consistently killing it. Um, like, oh, and uh, Shabira's been fucking killing it. Like, I don't know. If I had to pick now, those are the three I see in the final. I yeah, I think I it's still too early to call. Because again, like, anybody can have a bad week. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with this is like... <sighs> It's not it, like generally speaking, it's they're not taking your past shit into account. Like you, they can't be like, oh, well, you you're you've been like, even though you were like objectively the worst this week, you've been consistently good. So we're just going to keep you and act someone else. No, if you were the worst that week, you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our great British baking show chat. Um. Oh, fuck. I finished Midnight Club. Um, oh, nice. That looked fun. I see. Yeah. I was watching. I was in and out watching a little bit of that. It, it It's definitely got some fun to it. I wish that it leaned a little more into like its anthology ideas, but it's also, you know, trying to like universe build. And yeah, I, I can see her face buried between the cushions. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I always hate to have a show like that that's like I want a second season because I want to know what's going to happen but like at the same time I don't 
know if it really deserves a second season. I don't know. I need to watch yeah. more of the uh, Flanagan series because I've now watched half of them. Because I finally watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I don't know. I don't think I talked about that last episode. No, uh, I don't think you did. And like, that's really fucking good. And like, Mike Flanagan has a great eye for direction and like timing and timing is great in terms of horror. Nice. <laughs> and, and like Midnight Club was good. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's source material was kind of weak. Cause like fucking Christopher Pike is like the poor man's R.L. Stein. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. I still thought it was, I still thought it was good. I think it's worth watching. It could definitely be better, but it's a very attractive show. But The Haunting of Hill House is absolutely worth watching if you haven't watched it before. It's not a horror story. It's a story about generational trauma. <laughs> so a horror story. Yeah, but like not the kind you were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Fuck, man. We watched something else. Uh, we watched Studio Six Six Six. Oh, that's what we watched. Oh boy. Um, and we we also interested somebody else in it who has since since watched it and was like, "Dude, that was hard to get through." And it's like, look, then clearly you were like way too engrossed. Like I was kind of, you know. Oh, I was in and out in that movie. Yeah, like, I was like kind of half in and out. Like that was the right way to go with it because like it made it like because it's not it a was... movie to actively watch. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was mostly good bad in the sense that like it was kind of funny because it was clearly Dave Grohl being like, wouldn't it be wicked funny if I p portrayed myself as like, you know, a like totally um, <laughs> self-aggrandized fucking douchebag who also gets possessed and kills like my bandmates one by one. Uh, I was never on Entourage and I want to make a horror movie, so here's a story figure it out <laughs> basically and it's like you know what man like i it, like it it wasn't perfectly executed but like it was clearly meant to be like like it was meant to be fun bad and yeah, i think it a mostly love letter to that. like 80s cheesy b horror yeah like it it wasn't meant to be good it fucking knew it wasn't good it was it, the foo fighters <laughs> and it was like very clearly like not played as good i mean i think that the i would have to say like one of my one of its biggest weak points but like it's not really a weak point because again it's aiming for bad um is the fact that like most of the foo fighters can't really act all that well like um, Dave Grohl was okay, but the other, like some of the others, were like, "Wow, boy, you uh, acting's not your Golly thing." Golly, G Willikers, what but are you like, talking about, Dave? But it's like, yeah, it's like who? It's like again, it, it's it's meant to be a bad movie, so they were like, "Well, we could hire people to play us, or we like knowing that we suck, just play ourselves anyway because it'll be funnier that way." Oh yeah, which absolutely. I totally agree. Like that was the right call. Like that would have been. If you lame were trying to make a good movie, that would have been a bad. That would have been a bad choice. You should have reworked the script. But like, knowing that you're making a bad movie on purpose, fucking go for it. Like stunt casting can absolutely work, and I think this is one of those scenarios where I generally agree that it did. Like, as long as you're doing it in the right, right. way. Like, if you're making a. I still think one of the funniest things is like, you know, like obviously everybody who was on Star Trek was an actor, but like they still made, they still purposely made a bad movie with like a million Star Trek actors mm -hmm. instead of like a good movie. Which we will talk about on, at some point on our other podcast, See It or See Screw It. Or it. Screw it. Yeah, we definitely need to make... Because Unbelievable is absolutely going to be a who the fuck was this made for? That reminds Us. me. 
Uh, future spoilers for a thing we haven't even set up. Uh, we should be getting Tom Payne from 10,000 Losses again because, oh my god, man. Well, if you haven't listened, it'll be his first time on there on that one. But, yeah. like, if you haven't listened to, we, we the... still need to like talk about that more. But, yes, um, yes, cool, <laughs> totally. But, yeah, if you haven't listened to his Well, There's Your Problem episodes please do they're fucking awesome and you can always tell like the slides that tom puts together because he does dumb shit like star wipes and crap and i love it <laughs> oh no Brad. he's absolutely trolling people and it's so good yeah um <laughs> like i teach kids eat shit motherfuckers uh other things other things oh we watch werewolf at night Oh yeah, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, um, um, it, it's it's the first of the um, a Marvel special presentation. <laughs> you know, kind of like the old ABC specials back in the day, except not shitty. Da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was rad as fuck. It was a like horror <laughs> and i loved it it definitely I had a lot of like it. awesome throwbacks to like 30s 40s era horror uh <laughs> totally uh i loved it has you know way more gore than any like marvel thing has and that's because it was in black and white which means you could get away with oh, more blood hell yeah <laughs> like including blood on the fucking camera and shit oh so good um and also, I am struggling to remember the actress's name because I suck with names, but um, it is the actress who played Jamie's sister on Outlander. She was also in The Nevers and other stuff, and, like, she fucking killed it. I really hope they bring Elsa Bloodstone back because, like, oh, man, I really, really dug how she played that role, and I want to see her do more of it. I mean, I'm going to guess that we're going to see more of Elsa, Man-Thing, and um, Werewolf. Yes, whatever the fuck his actual name was, I just don't remember. He, he seemed real cool, too. I liked him. Uh, and Man-Thing. I loved Man-Thing, too. But, like, I, I do have to say I find it funny that, like, I have now seen her play roles with two different UK accents being English and Scottish, and she, and neither one of those is her natural accent. She is from the UK, but she's Northern Irish. Ah, uh, okay. Exciting stuff. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, the cat's still got her face buried in the pillows. Yeah, it's very cute. It's really fucking cute. And, like, I just, I, I got what would probably be an activation noise if I uh, weren't wearing headphones. But she definitely, like, I saw her kind of slightly <laughs> yeah. squeak into the pillow. Uh, All right, Em. I don't know, man. We got anything else? We just going to make this a shorter episode? I thought um, we had, like, one more thing. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. We watched the most recent um, fucking. Oh, yeah, there is that. (laughs) The most recent Grand Tour was. A Scandi flick. Oh, a Scandi flick. Yes. Um, As a person who has always been a fan of rally cars. That was kind of how I got into Subarus in the first place. Um, Yeah, that was mostly fun to watch. Um, I actually enjoyed it. It depends. I'm not sure that I could say that I enjoyed it more or less than any of the others, but I enjoyed this one for its motoring aspects more than I have the others, really. I feel like um, several of the others have been sort of lacking on their motoring aspects for a little which while. Which is, it's been uh, more yes about, and like, no. 
I don't think that this one really did a whole lot more than say the episode where they all they had past, present, future, for instance, and fucking Hammond drove off a goddamn cliff and ruined a car mm. that was a fucking prototype and was probably worth like millions of dollars. Um and also broke his leg and shit. Cause Hammond. Um, uh, like, also, how the fuck are they still insured? Because they pay enough money to do so. Wild. Um. Yeah. But yes, I somebody mean, gets injured this episode, and it's not who you would expect. Spoiler alert, that means it's not Hammond. Yeah. Um. Because that's who you obviously expect. It's not Hammond. Um, but yes, as a fan of Rally Cars, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Like, uh, So the three cars they chose were... Oh, fuck. It's some limited edition STI uh, from like yeah, 03. 2003, uh, like V edition STI. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that for those of you who are ever. Subaru nerds, that is the um, the body style the or the update after the bug eye. Um, the, it's probably the first year after the bug eye. Um, and then... They had an Evo 8, a Mitsubishi Evolution 8. Um, I always kind of wanted an Evo 9, but, you know, I would fucking take an Evo 8. I mean, yes, that means cheating on Subaru, but I would still drive an Evo. Shut up. Um, yeah. Feel free to roast me in the comments <laughs> that would allow you to interact with us somehow. Roast <laughs> me for liking an Evo, even though I'm a Subaru kid. Um and then a fucking Jezza chose, uh, like, I don't know, early aughts RS4. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, bro, that's ab like the other guys are right. That's not a fucking rally car. Like, it's he managed to somehow, no, it's not. No, it's not. He managed to kind of turn it into a rally car, sort of. And it's like, look, man, I like Audis. It's if somebody was like, you need to buy a fucking German car. It's probably an Audi. It's just easy answer. But yeah. Probably an Audi, but like, still, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy an Audi and call it a fucking rally car just because, just because they have a racing car in their, in their pedigree. It's like, yes, I drive a Crosstrek. It's not a fucking rally car because it's not a goddamn STI. I'm not stupid or like, you can argue that for a Rex. You Crosstrek, cannot argue STI. that for my car. Oh, although Dude, I'd be surprised if they, would not, if would, they didn't do a like Crosstrek STI as like a Dakar car. That would be fucking amazing. As far as I know, they have never made a Crosstrek with a WRX or STI engine. Uh, the closest you would probably get is the Lavorg, which is uh, an Impreza wagon. Yeah, that's less exciting. I know, but... Look, man, they don't even make that in this fucking country. So, like, I don't know. I uh, I wonder how long until I can get a Lavorg shipped over from Japan. Because I don't remember when they started running that one. So, good luck. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Um, we seem to be grasping at straws. Fuck you. I was enjoying our car talk. <laughs> Stick to sports, damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, this has been Car Talk with Martok. Uh, yes! we, we, we've been Emily and TJ standing in for Martok. Um, Remember to support the Klingon Federation and hug your Targ tonight. <laughs> Kapla! <laughs> Kapla! It's your guy, even if you are a fool! <laughs> and die with honor! You, you can't have any blood wine if you don't eat your guy. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> uh, that just came to me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I love remember it. that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. We've been New England Beer Reviews. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can also check out our other podcasts that we do with other people called um, See It or Screw It. Currently, we are running a Shocktober event. No, sorry. Shocktober. Yeah, you're the only one who can do that, so do that. There you go. Um, check it out. Our next episode should be premiering tomorrow, and it's going to be Willy's Wonderland. Oh <laughs> man. Come come here, TJ and myself, love on Willy's Wonderland, like giving it, giving it and Nick Cage a loving, loving tongue bath and dan shitting all over it and fighting with us about it and it's, it's it'll be it, it's a good time fists fly on tomorrow's see it or screw it <laughs> uh emily final word her face is buried even deeper in the pillows <laughs> I feel right, like I should. A, I feel like a... we might have to post cat tax along with this one. Yeah, no, cat tax might have to happen. Um, yeah. So good final word. Her face is buried even deeper between the pillows. That's what he said. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> oh, so yeah, but it's more like my face said. is buried. Deep between the pillows. Yeah, that's not what he said. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye. Bye.